Hey, what's up? It is our weekly Ask Me Anything Facebook Live thing. A um, couple quick announcements. Um, the men's group in New York is later today. So if you're listening to this on recording or watching the recording or whatever, you may be missing it. But it's in the, the details are in the men's group. Um, I think we're actually full. We have the room has 12 seats and there's 12 people RSVP'd. So uh, hopefully that is accurate. Uh, if you didn't catch before, I'm going to be attending a men's group in LA October 22nd. If you want to come from the LA area, just drop a comment somewhere uh, or message me and I'll share the details with you. Um, it's not my men's group, so I'm, you know, there's probably a capacity, but so far I can invite people. Um, but when, as always, if you, this is your first time on, uh, feel free to comment. If you're watching live, feel free to comment questions and stuff. For whatever reason, it seems like there's a, a delay on the comments, so I might not see it in real time, but uh, you're welcome to. So today, uh, I originally planned on speaking about a clip I heard um, from Jordan Peterson and Camille Paglia about um, understanding women in conflict. And I was like, all right, I mean, I, for the record, I like both Jordan and Camille. I like a lot of their work. Um, uh, Camille's last uh, book, I quoted it extensively in a few talks I've given, and even in, in uh, the masculine archetype class, I quote her a couple times, I believe. Um, they totally didn't get it, but actually, we're not going to speak about that today because a different topic just came up for me yesterday that I think is more important and is fresh in my mind. This came up because um, uh, I just saw the actually, I don't, I'm not even listening, so let me take this out. I just saw the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix and. I found it really moving. Like I remember, I, I, I might actually go back to the theater and watch it again because I found it very powerful and personal to me. Uh, certain experiences of depression in my life, of feeling isolated, of anger, of the need for affection. I'm going to go into it. I'm, I'm going to try not to give any spoilers to the movie because I think you all should watch it. Um, but there's certain themes that I do want to talk about because they affect men. And you may have heard if you keep track of, pop culture type of stuff. Um, the FBI actually put out a warn. I think it was the FBI, put out a warning that incels, involuntary celibates, if you don't know what that is, it's the group of guys, it's like a subculture of guys on the internet who are involuntarily celibate. They can't get laid. Uh, they are the bottom rung of the male pecking order, if you will. Uh, they typically are isolated, disrespected, uh, low self-esteem, prone to depression. Uh, these guys, and they, they've also been tied to a lot of the mass shootings, or not a lot, but some some of the mass shootings, one of the one of the guys, I forget, I think it was one of the shootings in California. It's hard to keep track of them. He published some manifesto that, and he became like a hero within the incel community um, because like he was like fighting against the society that oppressed them. And a lot of these uh, shootings are tied to that kind of philosophy. Um, not, not that all incels are violent, but it's a subculture. And anyway, the FBI put out this warning um, that, uh, based on what they've been tracking online, um, the Joker premieres of the the, the, the premieres of the movie Joker um, are likely spots where incels might show up and, and do a massacre, for instance. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but certainly not do a massacre. I can come up with better words. It's, it's Sunday morning. I'm still in my pajamas. I apologize for my lack of eloquence. But um, so I, mean, I thought about that beforehand, and throughout the movie, I can totally see why. I mean, even the Heath Ledger joker in uh, the dark knight 
I watched that when I was still going through like a lot of like depression and like low self-esteem. And there's something heroic about those anti-heroes where they take on society. And, you know, I'm not trying to speak for everyone and I'm not trying to speak for the type of people that shoot up schools or anything, but because I recently shared on YouTube about my suicide attempt. And when I was in that headspace, I feel like I was probably in a very similar headspace to these guys. And, you know, obviously for a living, I speak to a lot of men in a, in a, intimate setting where people open up to me guys open up to me and i see so many common themes i've never spoken to anyone who felt like shooting up a school or anything like that but uh, there's like this common theme of masculine pain and i think it was hit on very it was encapsulated very strongly in this joker movie and i want to speak about that because i think most of the world doesn't understand it most of the world doesn't understand male pain which is why you have all these very um condescending uh, messages uh, to men, especially men who are suffering or men who are hurting or who are isolated or, or lonely or frustrated. Um, and, you know, obviously, if you're listening to this right now, whether you're live or on the recording, listen to the recording, you know, uh, I, presumably, or well, most of you are probably men, and I'm sure you've all experienced pain on some level, maybe not to the point of deep depression or suicide or wanting to kill people or anything like that. But I do think it's all, this all, exists on a continuum. And it's important for all of us to understand um, that we're not that different than these other people. I mean, people are people. I'm going to get, I'm going to boil this down. But the other thing that brought this up for me was uh, this woman I'm very close with um, was listening to my podcast. She was listening to episode 62, where I was in Cape Town with Brittany. And uh, we were talking about uh, the rape culture or rape. I mean, they have the highest rapes per minute over there. I don't mean to laugh, but um, there's a lot of violence there. There's various reasons for it. There's a lot of disenfranchised men doing these this violence, and we're speaking about it. And then my friend, I think uh, she got really upset by she got upset by something I said in the podcast. I don't I don't know what it was. She didn't tell me, but I'm pretty sure I was speaking about these guys that uh, rape and murder. And I was I wasn't trying to defend them, but I was I was bringing up the the point that uh, these guys. It's not like if if a man has gotten to the point where he's willing to rape and murder, he's gotten to a point of pain and isolation that he has now shifted his perception of reality. I mean, anyone who would go against society that hard uh, is in a different headspace. They're just like in a cult, they're brainwashed to a degree or brainwashed by self. And, and um, depression and pain is a different reality. You know, if, if you've ever had cyclical depression or anything like that, or even just been in a frustrated point in your life, or if you've ever dealt with substance abuse or anything like that in, in your own life, you know, it's like a different headspace. Like even sometimes when I, when I'm physically exhausted and physically tired and like I have nothing wrong, like, but I'm just like drained and my body is depressed. Uh, it's very easier. It's much easier to entertain negative thoughts and perceive the world negatively. Whereas maybe the same exact events, events, a few days ago, uh, you interpreted totally differently. And this is something that I think was highlighted. I think my mic's too hot. This is something I think was highlighted uh, or, or portrayed really well in the Joker movie. And I want to talk about it. I don't know if I have like particular lessons. I, I'm actually curious if anyone has seen it or anyone can relate to the, the pain I'm talking about. Please drop comments if, you, if, you, if you're watching. I think there's a delay though. Um, I mean, without giving away uh, spoilers, like they, they did uh, show... Uh, misunderstanding the fact that the Joker character was low status and shat on. And I thought they did a beautiful job of obviously he's a villain 
and he does some bad stuff, like objectively bad stuff in, in the movie, but you can see how his pain and misunderstanding led to that. And again, I'm not trying, I'm certainly not trying to apologize for anyone who, who rapes or murders or does anything toxic for, or anything. You know, I don't know. I don't need to use that. Uh, but um, I, like the whole MGTOW thing, there's a lot of pain. And so I, I actually want to call myself out because I think sometimes, and I even share in the group here about the importance of fighting the good fight and the importance of men developing their self-esteem through taking on challenges and being willing to risk failure. And I, I posted something about like winning and losing um, as some, uh, in, the, in, the, in this group a few months ago. And I think it triggered a couple of guys. Um, some people got angry. And I think it was because I specifically wrote a line saying like the low status guys don't get anything. Uh, and it's true. This is, this is not, this is not a cultural thing. It's not my opinion. It's um, it's, I mean, we are biologically driven animals uh, even though our culture tries to fight against our nature. A lot of times, a lot of our cultural imperatives are built off of biology. And the truth is for primates, for human beings, for many animals, um, men are expendable one high status male can repopulate the whole earth. So like we don't need all the men and the low status men, you know, to put it coldly and harshly do get weeded out, you know, um, in one degree or another, which is why guys like Jordan Peterson ironically are in, in favor of enforced monogamy, which means a society where monogamy is the norm and is socially um, supported because that gives, that gives the lower status guys a better chance. And his, uh, his whole thing behind his whole rationale behind that being a good idea is that when the low status guys are getting theirs too, meaning they get love and partnership and affection and, and respect on some level, because it has to be spread out um, evenly, those guys are less likely to revolt. Whereas in a, in a society where there's no enforced monogamy, where women are, are just free to choose, they typically will choose the high status guys. Right? I mean, there, there's, there's going to be a Pareto distribution, maybe the middle pairs up, but uh, the, at the top, you know, the top 10% or 20% get uh, you know, the lion's share and the bottom uh, percentage gets nothing. And, um, and uh, so, so a lot of times when I, when I speak to guys like this, or when I speak to MGTOW guys, I mean, I call, I, I say the truth for me, which is, I think that MGTOW incel stuff is cowardly. You are, okay, fine, you're at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, you complaining about it doesn't fix anything. I mean, this is, this is the law of the jungle, right? Like, uh, if you want to take your role as a man, you the, the beauty about being a man is that you can learn all these different things to rise up the ladder. I've been at the bottom, right? Um, I shared about this in my suicide video, which I might speak about a little bit. Like, I tried to kill myself when I was 15 because I was so depressed and so alienated and so isolated and everything, like every day was pain and I couldn't do anything. And over the many years, it's been a long meandering journey, but I've you know, I don't mean to put everything in a hierarchy, but, the, you know, with sexual selection and status, there is this thing. Not that we need to fight each other, but, like, at least rise yourself up to be a person. Anyway, I'm trying to get to my point here about calling myself out where I do think I have been a little harsh in my tone sometimes. So I do believe this is the way. You know, the only way you, uh, you create a happier life for yourself, it's not by going on forums and talking about how women are irrational or, or hateful or evil. It's like knowing the, the laws of the jungle, knowing how women operate and realizing that you can change yourself in a way that you can rise up. I think that's the most useful and um, empowering message for guys, even though it's kind of the hard truth, especially guys who've been raised with like a Disney fairy tale idea of like, oh, just be, like the nice guy thing. If like, oh, if I'm just a good person and I'm nice and I'm kind to people, I'll get the respect and love and admiration and status that I want, which is just not the truth. 
right? It's it's nice to think about. People can say that. Uh, people can say like that's a that, that is how it should be, but it's not how it is, and it's not going to change, right? We're animals, right? This is how it is. Um, but I'm calling myself out because I, I realized that since it's been a long time since I've felt bottom of the barrel in my self-esteem and my, uh, you know, just my experience of life. And I, I, I did realize that I've kind of dissociated from my own past pain. I think making that suicide video is part of it, like re-remembering -re like what I actually felt. And um, I do want to say like, I don't want to alienate anybody and I don't think we should alienate anyone who uh, is feeling that way. I mean, I still believe in the message. You need to fight your way up. But what was beautiful about the Joker movie was that it validated what I th a lot of disenfranchised guys feel, which is like, shit, I'm trying. I'm trying hard. I'm trying to follow the direction of society. I'm trying to follow what I think is attractive, what's going to make me a good person, what's going to make me a good man, what's going to make me successful. I'm trying my best and it's not working and this is how I feel and like people are laughing at me and I think a lot of these a lot of the messages towards men. So in, in the podcast that triggered my friend, um, I was speaking about, I, was, I happened to be at the Women's March. If you didn't catch that, I was in the Women's March or I was around the Women's March that was a protest against a parliament because of um, the way they were handling rape. So like it was, it was like, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of feminist signs and stuff and a lot of things I support, you know, obviously gender-based violence is not a good thing. You know, it's, it shows pain on both sides. Um, but there's a lot of signs being held that said men are trash. And some of the men were holding it. I was like, this is a terrible message to send, right? You're only causing more misogyny when you put something out like that because no one's no one's trying to understand um, what's going on for these guys uh, or any any man. And again, I'm not apologizing for a rapist or someone who's gone that far, but I, I said this in the podcast and maybe this is what was triggering to people. Like at some point that that rapist murderer was a young boy and he probably didn't have a need met. And he probably had some pain dumped on him or he just he just couldn't do any better. I mean, the thing that I forgot and I'm, I'm, I'm calling myself out here is like when I was young and I could not open my mouth when I was in like the suicidal era of my life. And like it wasn't even about girls or anything or it wasn't even about respect or I mean, it was just like basic respect. And I couldn't open my mouth and I couldn't make eye contact. and I couldn't stand up for myself. And a lot of my friends, you know, I was fortunate to have friends and so my friends who didn't have these problems would be like, Ron, I need to talk more. And I was like, I, I would get so angry at them. It's like, you think I, I'm choosing not to talk? You think I'm choosing to be afraid? Like, I, I'm not I'm not choosing to do this. I can't, I'm trying my best. And I, for some reason, I can't. I'm so locked up. And like, that was the frustrating thing. And if you saw my, my video on suicide, there was a feeling in me that if I do this thing off myself, that is a heroic thing. That is me doing a brave, bold move. And I, I, again, I, I'm certainly trying to unglorify it because the my first thought when I started going through with it was like, oh, this is not the way. <laughs> this was actually a cowardly move. I think suicide is cowardly. Um the incel thing, MGTOW stuff is cowardly, certainly shooting up people is cowardly. And even what was portrayed, you know, not not giving away any spoilers, but the events in the Joker movie, which honestly stirred me up with the most emotion, were also acts of cowardice. Like this guy was trying to externalize this guy the joker was trying to externalize his pain for a lifetime of being shit on and um 
but I still stand by what I said, which is the, the, the most effective message to anybody, no matter where in the, you know, the pecking order you are, no matter where you are in your journey, no matter what level of happiness or success you're experiencing, the only way to grow is to have the courage to, if, even if you are so locked up by fear or apathy that you can't ask out the woman or you can't go for the job or like every time you try to do the thing, you, you muster up the courage, whatever the thing is that's going to move your life forward. And then like, you just can't going the point of the the post that I made before about winning and losing was like the only thing you can do sometimes is make the bold move and the bold move might be walking into the bar and walking up to the woman you're afraid to talk to and if you if you just stutter and you and you you chicken out your your feet take you the other way that's okay it's a, it's a loss on the battlefield but at least you put yourself there right if it's something about in business or putting yourself out there on the internet or doing something bold even if you know you're probably going to chicken out and that's beyond your control like you can't control there's some level where you can control things like you can set i mean i told this story i don't know remember when but i had this client who was so bad with women um he had this huge oh this was another thing I'm, I'm sorry i'm jumping around this is all stuff it's like stirring a lot in me so I might, I might be going on tangents but um one thing in the movie i'm not going to spoil the details but there's something around delusion around women and this is something I see in a lot of guys who are depressed or cut off where um, they'll maybe get a smile from a woman or like they'll have like one pleasant conversation and they'll become obsessed with her. Like they'll, they'll become like a clinger or even a stalker or something. And, and from the outside, it's like, like, what the hell? Like, why, why do you care so much? Like, why are you so obsessed with this person? But you know, I've, I've coached some guys recently who like have, have these long romantic personal fable crushes on women from like five years ago and I'm like and in my head I'm like dude that's that's crazy in quotes you know but I also get that because when you're lonely and you're disconnected and you're living in an isolated reality just to get a little drop of connection a little drop of love a little drop of affection even if it's literally just a smile or like, like a pleasant how are you from a woman like that can be so like important and addicting in your mind like when you're ice it's like it's like uh it's like you you become a cancer cell in the body of society. Like you've become separate from the, the body. So you're growing on your own and you don't realize that you're not, you're not actually connected to the groups. Like these guys, like, and this happens. And I keep saying these guys as if they're these other people, which maybe when they get to that point, they are, but all of us, when we experience depression or isolation or frustration, it's like, we do become in our own separate reality, at least for a little bit where we ruminate on negative thoughts that aren't real, where we have ideas, maybe violent impulses that aren't real. I mean, most frustrated guys I know, and I speak for myself at different points in my life, uh, fantasize about violence. It's actually, I don't want to say it's normal, but I think, I think it's like a thing, you know, violence is a way that testosterone expresses itself. And when you're frustrated, that's what happens. I'm not, obviously expressing the violence is, is actually a cowardly move. And it's a, uh, it's a way of externalizing it in a not healthy way, but we don't want to uh, shame the impulse, right? I, I always recommend to guys, you know, I wrote this article on the virtue of male aggression. Uh, suppressing it is only gonna is only gonna make it more likely you go postal or do something. It's like the guys who do these terrible things are typically nice guys, right? They hide their their rage, their darkness, their their anger, and it it bursts out in this way they can't control, and they feel justified, like I'm doing something important anyway. What was I getting at before? Uh, depression, um, the movie, incels, Joker. Um, oh, and the way out of it. Okay, so so even if you know you're going to fail, 
even if you know that there's something beyond you where you just it's just involuntary it's just beyond your control whatever that scary courageous thing is well you know let's say asking out a woman or, or whatever it is or something with your work your business or a vulnerable move even if you think you're going to chicken out there is a realm of control which is smaller it's kind of like when i when i suggest guys on how to flirt like you have to find your actual truth. You might not go up to a woman and say, "Hey, I want to sleep with you." But you can take the, you can be still in integrity of that 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 um, that impulse and just make it smaller enough that you can say something like, "Hey, I think you're beautiful." It's the same. It's, just, it's still in integrity with what you're feeling, but you're just making it smaller. Same thing with the parameters you set for yourself in terms of winning and losing. I talk about the winner effect a lot, which is when you accomplish something that you perceive as a victory, you get a spike in testosterone, dopamine, and you start to grow more receptors in your brain for testosterone and dopamine. It's called the winner effect because the more you win, the easier it becomes to win and the more rewarding it feels to win. And But the thing is, the winning is subjective, which is why, you know, I mean, Tyson Fury spoke about this, the heavyweight champion in boxing, when he was super depressed and suicidal, he didn't go to therapy, didn't do anything, not to say that he shouldn't, but he set small goals, he accomplished them, he made bigger goals, he accomplished them, and then he ended up going back and winning the title. Um, this is all to say that it's important not to alienate people. And actually, I'm going to stop speaking about this in a general sense because I want to speak to you, whoever is listening. When we are depressed, any one of us, and we feel isolated and we're in this like false reality in our head, uh, the most important thing is to know that, recognize that, even when you feel like shit and the world is worthless and you don't deserve to live anymore, it's remembering, okay, these are these are bad thoughts that are happening because my my mind has separated from the collective consciousness, right? That's why, uh, that's why the, the whole rite of passage, if you saw my YouTube video on the poor Eternus and rites of passage, the reason why rites of passage are so important is not only do they give boys confidence as men, is that they humble them in a way that they connect to the collective so they don't feel like they're the, this isolated cancer cell. Um, so when you're depressed, and we tend to isolate when we're depressed, and we tend to go into bad head spaces when we're depressed, oh, we actually got comments. I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to read them in a second. Um, uh, there's something within your zone of control that you actually can do and put yourself out there. Oh, sorry. I keep cutting myself off. I was telling you guys about um, a client I had who was so bad with women. Uh, oh, that's why I was talking about the, he became obsessed with the receptionist at his doctor's office because she just said hi to him once. And he had very little experience with women. And he was so, he, he became in love with her because it's like maybe the one woman in years who like, one pretty woman in years who gave him affection in some small doll. So I was like, you know, you, you should go express yourself to her. And like, I knew that he was probably going to get rejected and he knew he was probably going to get rejected. And we both knew there was a high likelihood that he wouldn't even have the courage to talk to her. It was important because even if he failed in quotes, he would have told his subconscious, we're going to do this. We're going to fight the good fight no matter what. And whatever fears he had and limiting beliefs he had, they would eventually atrophy. It's the whole thing of feeding the, the wolf. You know, you probably have heard that uh, cliche story. But so he went there and he couldn't do it. But he actually, he got on the bus, went to the other side of town, set, uh, oh, this, these are the parameters. I told him, you might chicken out, but we'll consider it a win if you get both feet, if you plant both feet in the doctor's office, you can run away. And that's what happened the first time. And he told me about it. He's like, I feel like shit. He's like, no, no, you completed it. You got both feet. And you, you, you know, he when he obviously ran out because his heart was in his throat and he was going crazy. And I was like, just do, just do it again. Just do it one more time. Let's just see what happens. So he went there. Um, you know, I think her her head was turned. He he saw her hair. He got nervous. He put both feet in. He freaked out and then he ran home. And he he did this a total of three times. 
I'll skip the rest of his life, but it's been about a year later and he's dating four women and having a great time. And, you know, and everyone who's like had a rapid transformation, they have moments like that where like they were so far away from their competence in getting their goal and like moving up that hierarchy and developing whatever skills or esteem or status, but they were willing to put themselves out there and fail. And that's the difference between someone who grows out of the bottom of the barrel and someone who decides to kill themselves or do something cowardly or join a MGTOW thing or, or hate on women or do something misogynistic or do uh, something violent against society. Um, that's the difference. It's like the willingness to actually play the game um, because, yeah, anyway, I'm going to read some comments now. Um, that has low self-esteem and depressed high. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was talking about kickboxing. You know, I recommend jujitsu to so many guys because men, testosterone-driven human beings, masculine human beings, need to fight. And you see, it's like people who troll each other on the internet. They need to fight. People who get in these heated dis- debates about nutrition or politics, they need to fight. It's like in us that we need to fight. So uh, you can get that out and not feel violent and not not feel like you're fighting yourself if you actually externalize it. That's why it's something like lifting weights or going to jujitsu is so great. Jujitsu is great because you can actually fight and simulate death multiple times every class without actually getting hurt, which is great. Um, someone else says, and sorry, these comments are so delayed. I, I'm, I, I, I didn't see any comments until like 20 minutes in. Um, when men are prone to their vulnerabilities, they tend to be anti-heroes. Girls bully men emotionally in our infancy and a hero can rise or manipulate. Yeah, I think, you know, um, I don't know if this is what you're getting at, but uh, I've always been drawn to anti-heroes like, like the, like Heath Leathers Joker. And I, I can see a lot of resonance with this new Joker movie and Walter White and Tyler Durden and all these things, because they are experiencing the darkness that most of us, when we're being cowardly are unwilling to experience that nice guy syndrome guys with nice guy syndrome were so drawn to fight club when it came out because this Tyler Durden represented everything we wanted to be. It was like a level of fidelity to ourselves that most guys are afraid to experience because of pressure from society. All right, we have a question. I've not seen the Joker, but when not succeeding with the opposite sex has become a huge pillar of your identity, how do you let go of that identity? That's a good question. And it's, uh, you know, I would go back to what I shared about the small victories and, you know, uh, the person asking the question, I know you, well, and, and we can speak about some uh, specifics next time we chat, but um, uh, you need to give yourself other reference experiences and not entertain that. I think well, actually what you're pointing at also touches on the whole fear of success that a lot of guys have. Like I have this one client who, um, who he actually, he's in a relationship, he's struggling in the relationship. He actually knows exactly what to do, but there's a part of him that chooses to do the exact wrong thing every time for some reason we're calling it self-sabotage or fear of success but he and i are actually still working on like what is the reason why you know exactly what's the right thing to make your relationship awesome and you do the opposite and it could be self-loathing it could be you know uh, trying to kill yourself slowly and i'm bringing this up because this person also smokes a lot of cigarettes uh in the same way like both both doing the wrong thing with his relationship and and smoking cigarettes which he doesn't even enjoy are ways of like beating himself up um but anyway uh what I say to him is, and what I say to a lot of people is choosing a better problem because there's a part of us that needs to fight. There's a part of us that needs to find a struggle. We get bored. We get bored if we don't have a struggle or a fight, which is why, you know, if you've, if you've heard any of the stuff I speak about with abundance, like 
people who don't find a, a cause or a purpose that's bigger than their own selfish needs typically recreate excuse me, they typically recreate their own selfish problems because if you've overcome, let's say, your need for, for money because you have enough money in your life, but you don't have any other reason to make money, you might recreate poverty in some way or like raise your expenses. You need to make more money so you constantly have a struggle. Whereas if you can make making money about other people and there's like a reason or a cause, maybe it's for your family, maybe it's for uh, some charity you believe in and you make that the reason why you're trying to make more money, you will not go back into the role of, of not being able to make rent. It's just not going to happen. Your, your mind won't go there because you have a bigger problem. So with uh, the question about if not succeeding with the opposite sex has become a huge part of your identity, you need to find, I actually said this to you specifically in a, in a text message, uh, you need to find a better problem to have because, you know, shaming yourself and hating yourself has been a problem you've been working on for a long time and you need your your human mind needs a, a problem to fight. All right, LOL, the Disney thing. Uh, la, la, la. Okay, in the past, uh, someone just said, in the past I felt winning is easy when I get what I want. It's easy that when I get what I want, it's a sense of, eh. it's like if you feel a sense of meh when you win, then your challenge isn't big enough, right? You're, it's the whole idea of like finding bigger and bigger problems. So it's like the testosterone-driven aspects of the psyche are constantly trying to find opposing forces to overcome. That's why many many men are drawn to sports. What is sports? It's a meaningless thing. It's like a bunch of rules, but we get to experience men overcoming opposing forces. You know, that's the whole. It's so important for for us and our self esteem. So if you're depressed, you need to maybe make your your wins your parameters for winning smaller. Maybe your win is getting two feet in the doctor's office so you can actually talk to the cute receptionist. Maybe it's just getting yourself out there to a bar. Maybe it's just uh, saying hi to people. That's why I like, uh, like the say hi exercise that the fearless guys do are so useful in the beginning because that is an edge for a lot of guys. And you do it and you feel like, oh, hey, I did that. That wasn't that hard because it's not that hard. But most guys, you know, if you try to just talk to the perfect 10 at the bar, that's just too big and you're going to fail every time and you're going to feel shitty when you keep failing. Whereas if you're getting bored with your victories, then it's not a big enough thing. You're, you're playing on easy mode. Like, what's the next thing? I mean, I'll say, I mean, the whole thing, example with money, is for my life, like for, for much of my 20s, I struggled financially and I started making decent money a couple years ago and then I was like, well, I'm not really motivated to make more but then I started donating 10% of my income to something I believe in and I started making more money. And it's like, well, it's like not about me anymore. I'm not worried about it. I found a challenge that is worthy of me. And I, you know, at some point I want to have a family, so I need more money for that. Like that's like something that I can get behind. And because I have that on my focus and because like the last thing I overcame, there's no reason why I should go back to the point of money where I worry about rent again. Because according as far as like the entertainment of my soul, I have a bigger money challenge. Same thing with women, same thing with everything. Um, all right, I'm going to give another minute to see if any new comments pop up. But I think I think 30 minutes is a good amount of time. I didn't think I was even going to speak this long. Uh, I guess like last things, um, just in case you didn't catch all of this or whatever, I would recommend check out that Joker movie. Um, you know, don't go up, you know, wear a clown mask and, and shoot up the world. That's not the point. But I think that movie really encapsulated masculine pain in a hyperbolic way. And um, last things. Um, Feel free. I mean, I'm doing this these every week, so feel free to comment what you want me to talk about next week. I think, unless something better comes up, I'm going to speak about some of the holes in Jordan Peterson 
and Camille Paglia's game. I think I like JP with a lot of things, but he does not understand how to handle women. Like a lot of the stuff he says makes absolutely no sense. Um, so I'm going to talk about that unless something better comes up. Um, men's group in New York is today. Men's group in LA is on October 22nd. Um, oh, and I'm going to be on the West Coast of the United States next Sunday. So I'm probably going to move the time of these lives to an hour or two later because I don't want to get up too early on a Sunday. Uh, that's all. Uh, yeah. See y'all later. Thanks for being on. Happy Sunday.